top shelf fantasy. Week one in the books. This is Top Shelf Fantasy. Docket number 214. We are going to talk about all of the injuries that may or may not be affecting your team. All the next news, who we should be letting go, who we should be buying, who we should be selling, and what is really stirred with our emotions in this podcast. It's Wednesday, September 14th, right before the Thursday games, after the waivers have run. Um, We were, you know... We're going to see everyone on, on TikTok now. Uh, I got uh, the TikTok started. Uh, it's just me drunk in a bathroom uh, <laughs> to start it off. But uh, eventually we will get it working. We'll figure it out for everyone. Uh, go find us on TikTok. Uh, just type in Top Shelf Fantasy. You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, and then we have our, all of our other Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook Uh socials we have uh, an injury report article coming out on friday um we have a trade block article coming out tomorrow starts and sits coming out uh today probably when you're listening so that's it that's all the stuff that we're going to be going over the next couple of days yeah i mean it's a great week one for some people um I know for Tom, that's why he's not here in the podcast. He had some tough injuries in a lot of his leagues. But yeah, we'll he's, get over... he's, he's shaming himself. He's but the uh, way it's going for him. He's probably got a friggin' pulled hamstring at this point. He's yeah, just running around his room. God damn it. <laughs> Six three aspirates deep, which I would be doing the same thing if I had those. Him and that's Al pretty Lazar much like pretty much what I picture Tom taped. doing at any given time. Just taping his ankles, <laughs> crushing tree has beers. Living the dream. Yeah, do you want to get right into Injuries because there's a there's a lot there's of a them. lot of them yeah I'm down uh, I guess the big one right off the rip is Eli Mitchell Elijah Mitchell out for two months with a knee injury uh, suffered early on in the game too so you didn't even really get points out of him it was just yeah, like see you later three points if that yeah. maybe yep probably and, uh, probably like two I hate yeah, this so- I hate this timeline I'm not gonna lie to you I can't stand how tight lipped the San Francisco 49ers are they give us a, a two month time frame. On, on on Elijah Mitchell, I guarantee you this guy's back in three or four weeks. It's just something stupid that they do. They don't tell anyone what their injuries are. No one knew George Kittle was hurt, and now he's about to miss week two again. Yeah, that came out of nowhere, too, the, the Kittle absence. I mean, that was what – that started popping up around Friday, Saturday, and people are in a scramble to grab a tight end. And, like, you've been sitting on your team for – depending on when you drafted, three, four weeks maybe, some of these teams. So – uh that sucked a lot for a lot of people. Um, something else that sucked a lot for a lot of people was Dak Prescott. Uh, you probably drafted him to be your QB one, set it and forget it for the entire season. And now you're, if you're like me, you're in scramble mode. If you only carry one quarterback, luckily I don't have Dak in any leagues, but um, I did accidentally draft him as a second quarterback in, in one league. I don't know what I was doing there. I got way too drunk at that draft, but um if you had him as one quarterback, you're out there fighting through the scrap heap, maybe hoping to grab a Kirk Cousins if he's sitting out there. Probably more likely grabbing a Matt Ryan or somebody who didn't look all that hot. He put in, you know, a little bit of work in the second half. But uh that going down, I mean, we've seen this happen before. It hurts the whole offense, every single position. Well, the offense didn't even look that great to begin with. Right. I'll uh, I'll bitch a little more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but right now they're looking at Cooper Rush potentially. 
I think I mentioned right off the bat, a Jimmy G trade would make too much sense. Uh, somebody said Colin Kaepernick. I saw that on the internet. Um, oh, definitely. Just, you always just... got to throw Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, it's been I, so I don't long. think that's even possible. 2035, I, I... I'm still going to be hearing Colin Kaepernick and Tom right. Brady. Yeah, and it's uh, beyond those guys. I mean, I don't know what's out there on, on the scrap heap or practice squad. I mean, you can go maybe try to get a guy like uh, – uh, I think Marcus Murray is a, a decent David, one. David Blau. David uh, Blau. Uh, uh, yeah, he's in Minnesota now. So yep. Josh Johnson yeah. is always a decent yeah. film. Yeah. But I, I mean, Geno Smith, right? So. Drew Locke. I mean, Drew I guess Locke. if he's not going to play, you could probably try to wheel and deal for him. But going to NFC, NFC, a lot of teams wouldn't even want to do that. So you get across the uh, the conference border. It's also Jerry Jones, too. So if it makes sense to bring in Jimmy G, yeah, he's not going to do it. No, no okay. He's he, not going to. He won't do it. He's going to just be proud and say, nope, Cooper Rush is our guy. Yeah, that, that's a very true possibility, too. I would just think Jerry Jones at the point with this team where he wants a, a Super Bowl and he's just not going to punt a season. But if he thinks that Cooper Rush or if he's told by Mike McCarthy that Cooper Rush can handle it, I don't, I don't know that he can, but maybe that's what they're going to tell him. I mean, if I'm Kellen Moore, I'd be offering to put a friggin' uniform back on and get out there. I'd rather see Kellen Moore if I was a fantasy owner. That would be fun. That would yeah. be fun. Pretty sure he's young enough to still play. It's definitely around that 30-year-old range. <laughs> but again, like the, there's just CD. That there's no more Cooper. Gallup still out. Tolbert still yeah. a rookie. Did he even play? No, he didn't play. He didn't dress. Nope. Yeah, so pretty <laughs> they much played he... Noah Brown. They played Cavante Turpin. They mm-hmm. did not play. Sime, Sime Fajoko played. Sime Fajoko. He dropped that ball at the end. It was not a bad ball. It was contested, but not a bad ball. Uh but no matter how you look at it, right, it hurts every single wide receiver at the position not to have Dak Prescott, and it hurts the running backs not to have the passing game. So all of your Cowboys just took a massive hit. Wonderful. you got to love it. Um, we just talked about Kittle, so on to Chris Godwin, who re-aggravated his no, – Why was he out there? He got a new injury for his hamstring off of one tackle, it looked like. I thought he dinged his knee up, so I guess you're taking it with a – a little bit of positivity, but if you're grabbing a hamstring injury out of the result of not having a healthy enough knee, you got to put on the training staff. Oh, I can't remember who said it on on Twitter or whatever. But someone goes, Chris Godwin's hamstring doesn't look that good. He look, he might be out a few weeks, but at least his knee is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the guys, he's had a rough go of things in the last uh, couple of years, just staying healthy and on the field. But again, you thought you got a steal with Chris Godwin with a sixth round ADP. And here he is back on your bench, and your steel is kind of dwindling week by week now. Yeah, so just just well, sit the guy, get his knee healthy, because again, like your knee hurts or it's it's still injured. You're favoring something else. I mean, it could be it happens a, all the time, a yeah. freak accident, but we know it. It always happens. You favor the the other leg, and yeah, that was that was the concern with the Najee Harris injury. Um, I know it's also on here too, so we'll just go to it. Is uh, that he also had, you know, his list Frank injury, and they were concerned if there's a high ankle sprain, then we're talking about an entirely banged up foot. Um, but that didn't end up happening. They did say that he should be fine. Um, but yeah, for Godwin, you know, that's that's not great that he's got uh, another issue on the same leg. And I mean, they have Julio doing Julio things, so they they don't really need to rush him back, especially if Gage is. is- is playing this week. I know he's Gage, is, Gage played last week, and I don't really even know how. I I thought that he was going to be out in my in the injury injury impact was, report. It was yeah. like he was just doubtful, and then he showed up to play. I think it was purely 
out of desperation for another wide receiver once Godwin goes down because you didn't see him until Godwin went out with the injury and it was the Julio show really. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, Russell Gage is on the field. Well, yeah, he had to be. He probably didn't want to be. Yeah, well, Gage is also missing practice so far this week with a hammy. So right. maybe he, <laughs> he shouldn't have played. Right. Oh, gotta love the beginning of the year. Yeah, and uh, to your to your Najee point, I mean those those overcompensating, subconscious overcompensating actions are just are deadly, especially for a running back who's carrying the ball as much as you drafted uh, Najee to carry the ball. You, you can't have him doing that on, like you said, uh, I mean a potentially very banged up foot. So is it a that's something that continued him injury? So that, that's what he they, dealt with all all off season, and then yeah. now he's got yeah, yeah sorry, preseason, and now he's got a high same ankle. thing. Or, yeah, yeah. From from what they originally said, that's what it was, and the MRI came back negative. So high like, ankles are never never good too. It's always a couple week injury. Right. I was listening and, to the fantasy doctors, uh, Doctor Jesse Morse, who we were in a podcast uh, league with at one point, um, and he was saying that the list Frank will just continue to stretch throughout the entire year uh so it's probably just a re-aggravation of that and if that's what he's going to have to deal with all year that's that's tough yeah and i mean the liz frank is really just like a a middle foot sprain so if he's got a middle foot sprain a high ankle sprain like enjoy i don't know that's gonna be gruesomely painful oh yeah uh, let's just move on though. It's too sad for me. I'm not in a league and never had him before. <laughs> now I have him. So he's hurt. Uh, Ty Montgomery is placed on the IR. He, I don't know, scored a touchdown for the past this week. So I guess he, uh, had some sort of impact, but I think the bigger impact is giving the re- receiving work back to either Harris or Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Now we had talked all season and all anyone talked about with Stevenson getting the receiving work, but what we saw was Harris actually get, I think it was 10 uh, snaps in on the third down and three for Stevenson. So whoever actually comes out and gets that work um, and, and actually Scott made a point that Pierre strong may come back this week and we'll see if that's the case. Whoever gets that work is always going to be on radar for fantasy points. So it's not so much. I think that people care that Montgomery's on the IR because they wanted them. I think it's more that there's opportunities going to someone else now. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, more shocking that we saw him on the goal line in the passing game. Right. And he put Stevenson there or Harris there. Then it's a a massive stock up for... But again, we're not going to know until and again. And again, Pierre, right. So you just wait and see. This is something to keep an eye on. But then, like you said, if Pierre Strong comes out and gets it, then, well, nothing else changes. Exactly. And JJ Taylor apparently is back with the Patriots. So, oh, he, so the, he was squad? on the practice squad, though, was he not? I thought they cut him out, right? Because oh, he, couldn't he couldn't be, be the on the practice squad because he played too much last year, blah, 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 blah. But he's on the team. So he's he's always a candidate to come back up if that's he's true. Hanging too. around. So, oh, what a clusterfuck. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Again, Great, grand. We're, we're going to talk about this later, but we're right back into Patriots running back suck to deal with. Did not, they don't suck at football. They suck to deal with. So Keenan Allen is ruled out for Thursday Night Football, and this one kind of makes sense. It was pretty quick uh, when they said he's got his hamstring injury that he was not going to come back into the game. And then Monday rolled around, and they said um, there's a good shot that he's not going to play for Thursday. So this, this makes a ton of sense. This is a big bump up for... Um, 
Mike Williams since he also I think he had a goose if I'm not mistaken. He had two point one points and half two point one points. So okay. might as might as well be. And mm-hmm. then um, there was also big waiver wire pickups this past week of Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter. I'm a bigger believer in DeAndre Carter because when he was on the field, he was used. Uh, actually, he was a, a, he had a ninety one um, for Pro Football Focus's score or whatever it is. Um, so I think, I think DeAndre Carter is a, is a good ad, but was Carter the Redskins guy last, last year? He was. Okay. Yeah. This, he, what the, what the hell vet, happened so. to Jalen Guyton? <laughs> just as yeah, he, he, the only more. Yeah. I mean, he did get snaps. I did look at the snap chart I'm and they were now, all yeah. around the 40 to 30, 50 range, but, um, he was just not targeted as much. And, and Carter was when he played, I think it was his 30% of snaps. He ended up seeing more targets than uh, Josh Palmer did. Yeah. Um, so no, he had one target, but this also could be a even bigger gelled ever game too. That too. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're the reason going why to take picked. on the chiefs in what should be a shootout after we saw the chiefs offense clicking in high gear last week. So you know the Chargers are going to want to match that. And and I will say that after watching the tape, too, I don't know if it was so much for Kyler Murray, but the the Chiefs' defense actually, look, their secondary anyway, has looked much improved. I think getting Justin Reed in there, Legereus Sneed running around everywhere. I think, I think and Thornhill, too, was, was making some pretty good sideline plays. I think it's actually going to be tough um, for the Chargers, but I know they're going to want to and, and need to match it. Uh, the, what the Chiefs do on offense. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs secondary looks much improved, like you said, and then their linebacking core is a lot faster than they have been in years past. I mean, this uh, what's his name? Willie Gay seems to be a dynamic force for them over on the, on the linebacking core. So very much improved, even albeit a very young defense. Uh, I think I personally thought losing uh, Tyron Matthew was going to hurt them a lot more than it apparently has. So certainly something to keep your eye on as you match up with you know, Justin Herbert and what's usually a pretty dominant passing attack out of uh, LA. So it should be, it should be a great Thursday night game. It's probably one of the best ones on the, on the calendar. I didn't look at the whole calendar. Oh, but it's, I'm just assuming. It's, it's gotta be, it has to be for sure. Cause I would, I would not be surprised if these two did make it to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, let's not go. Each other. Well, Oh yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I know you... You mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So fucking stupid though. God. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think between between the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Bills. I mean, three teams can't play in the AFC Championship. <laughs> um, T. Higgins got concussed. He almost died on the field. Um, yeah. I watched watched he, that hit. He went limp. Very surprised that no other injury came out of this. He um, had one of those like like stunner stinger type like parallel was paralysis type hits. So Parallel-gram. I was. Yeah, I was, I was just very, like you said, I was surprised he didn't get more hurt and a concussion was all we saw. Like, I thought we were going to see compression of the cervical spine or something that's just terrible. Um, so thank God he dodged that because it was just one of those, like, he's going down and crown of the helmet to the crown of the helmet. And yeah, it did not. Audio. I mean, we've seen that go horribly wrong for so many people. So good for him. Dodge major injury. Uh, if Tyler Boyd's available in your league, you should be picking them up as a result. I would, I would agree because it, there's a chance. I mean, it does say he's making good progress. He was limited today at Wednesday, but um, there's a chance he misses. And we've all seen before where, yeah, okay, guys come back after a concussion and play a game, but that doesn't mean they're going to be the same person. So, right. and also doesn't mean they're going to pass it come 
Saturday right. walkthrough, like just oh, always kind of weird. Oh, they're living in practice. Like, should they not even be on the field yeah. uh, just in case they get hit? Like, well, yeah. And the last thing you want to do when you have a concussion is be out in the sunlight running around trying to sweating pass, and you know getting anything. tired because yeah. you don't want to put you don't want to fall asleep Jost- <laughs> i mean jostling your freaking scrambled egg brain around more like just mm-hmm. go rehab it stay in the dark stay in your little cave for a week and take the take the week off because uh, the last thing you're going to do effectively as a wide receiver when you're still thinking about your concussion is go run a slant route across the middle again so just take the time off especially for the Bengals. you, you got enough weapons you'll succeed without without higgins for one week let boyd and uh Hurst fill that void for you. Fill that void. Ah, nailed it. All right, uh, run, uh, run on more. Hamstring, uh, not practicing. He didn't play week one. Oh, he um, didn't practice today. Huh? I saw earlier nope, in the day, and practice. I hadn't checked again that he was expected on when, the field, and then didn't didn't make it there. Huh? He had his hamstring injury midweek last week, mm-hmm. and when they first reported it, it sounded bad. So I am would not be surprised if you don't see him this this week and then possibly be limited next week. So I'm really I'm really thinking that that he's not playing. And then Zach or that Zach Ertz news, him not practicing, that seems like a veteran load management day because he also had a DNP on Friday of last week. Last, but yeah. Did play. He played with no restrictions. And it was the there. same injury yeah. too. It's a calf. So it was just yeah. it's, it's not re aggravated, it's probably just you got to put something else there that was there last week. Right. Yeah. yeah he, well, he only played 60% of snaps, but he got a touchdown in 10.4 points. So 60% is probably fine. Six, they, I mean, 60 is not, not bad the, for tight end. The rest yeah, of the especially offense. Especially guys not known for his blocking. Mm-hmm. So, they, oh, yeah. They, the rest they, of their offense looks bad. So Rondell Dorch, Moore might be getting rushed back. Dorch, yeah, I mean, I don't think so. But Dorch was the only guy that actually was of notable value, and no one had him on their teams. And maybe, Nobody. maybe someone picked him up, but I don't think that he was a major add because it's it's a guy that does the same kind of things that Rondale Moore does, and Andy Isabella is also hurt, and so that I think he was it was just a. Um, a, a I can't think of the word, but he was he 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 had the opportunity and had had positive uh, outcome because of the other injuries. Yeah, he struck struck while the iron's hot, and uh, people Thank are you. looking at the same thing that we're seeing. It's kind of a flash in the pan. I'm gonna stick with my kitchen metaphors, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, <clears throat> I think the second you see Rondell Moore officially out, if if they mark him that, say they mark him out on Friday, you'll see Greg Dorch picked up. It's Greg. G, I only know it's G Dorch. You'll see Dorch picked up in several leagues at that point, but until you have the official out of one of these other guys, I think it's just too risky to, to yeah, yeah, they're adding him. You're not going to drop somebody off your team for him because he has no role the second Moore's back on the field. Right. Yep. Swifty, DeAndre Swift, absolutely block. murdered it last yeah, 144 week. on the ground. And he could have yeah. gotten more touchdowns if it wasn't for Jamal. Yeah. Yeah. So getting two. They was they played the Eagles, right? Yep. They played that was, Philly. Yep. I was very shocked based off of everything that I know about a defensive front. Right. <laughs> and them being that big. And then having Frank Ragnar banged up and then their other guard um out. I thought this was gonna be a terrible day. When I watched the tape, DeAndre Swift is that guy. He's he good. is 
nine point really six good. yards per carry. I know one was a big run, but still, like it was just two one. big ones. No. He, he ripped off, yeah, yeah, he ripped off a few good ones. Like, well, he, he got him down there, and then nothing. <laughs> oh, it was a typical Swift thing. He went down, got tackled out of, at the one yard line. And they put Jamal in, gets <laughs> a yep. touchdown. Um, and the reason why he's even being brought up, we haven't mentioned it yet, is that he didn't practice because of an ankle injury. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he so, might have played. <laughs> I, think, I, think I think this is this your is typical rest. You, know, you had a good game, rest it up. You're obviously the starter. We know you don't need the reps. You're fine. Stay healthy. Well, plus yeah. it's like, yeah. And again, like pick up Jamal Williams if you have a spot. Don't drop anyone. You're, if you question, like we, we were doing before the pod, it's like, eh, don't. Don't pick him up. Like so, right. so probably gonna play. I tagged, I yeah, I tagged him on for Mike Davis. I was like, I'm cutting ties with Mike Davis. Oh, that, Jamal see, Williams. That one's easy. If yeah. it's anybody else, like I'm not cutting him for or for I'm not cutting Rondell Moore for him. Even if Rondell Moore doesn't play, I'd rather have him on my bench than Jamal Williams. Yeah, and we'll talk about that during the hold and folds segment. Yeah, true. That's we what just give away into. two of them in the in the hold and fold them. We don't have to talk about Mike Davis anymore. My apologies. Um, that's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> that saves us plenty of time. That <laughs> saves us plenty of time. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is a full participant in practice. I think this is good news because they did say that he was like itching and clawing to play at game time, and they were like, "No, no, no." And I, I think while it's a good idea for the Ravens to hold him off, I think they've been too cautious because it did take, I mean, it's been over 12 months since he's been working on this injury and being a full participant in practice all week long. I think he's going to try and show them a lot in practice to say, listen, I'm ready. I want to put the pads on. And if he does, I think he's a start instantly. hundred percent agree. And I mean, the Ravens are the smart, established, successful franchise, perennially successful, you know, Harbaugh is comfortable in his job, and he says, listen, J.K., you're going to be big for this team, just not week one. We need you 100% healthy. Let's play it safe. Versus you see Tampa Bay, hot start. Uh, Todd Bowles wants to win. He goes, Chris Godwin, we need you out there. And he gets the re-aggravated <laughs> yeah. injury or you know, some other ancillary injury to, to his original one. So I think that's just the Ravens showing you they've been here, they've done that. There's no cause for tor- turmoil over in Baltimore. Plus, they're playing the Jets. They said, rest up this week, Dobbins. You'll be back week two when we need you. And this is a big matchup for them this week. So, Fair. Yep. And then Ken Walker to return and play this week, which is great. This is, this is quite the turnaround from didn't even practice last week, still has a hole in his stomach, and he's healing to, oh, no, no, he's going to practice in full and play. Um, it was probably the doctor needed to see that the stitches came out, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I think it might, I mean, he couldn't move. I mean, we've talked about hernia surgeries being so bad where you, when you cough or sneeze, it hurts. Um, so he's been resting, like not like on a treadmill or on a bike. Like he's been doing nothing for a month. Um, so we'll, we'll actually see if I, if I believe it again, Seattle's another team that I, I, they're annoyingly tight lipped. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I'd be shocked to see him play at least in any sort of expanded role. You've seen some of these guys miss time and then tell you how fast they lose body weight and muscle mass, like when they're not able to exercise and, and work a full regimen. And he certainly didn't for the last month. So, um, I'd be really interested to see, to see what he could do, especially when, uh, on Sunday night, we saw Rashad Penny have a, a perfectly fine game. I mean, yep. he looked, I hate to say it, he looks fine. Yeah, I, I was saying the same thing. Uh, I'm not, I was, I don't 
want to say that he's good, but you have to when you see it. And he did look good. So um, I would agree. And then, and then Travis Homer got in some snaps too, and, and he looked fine um, in, pre, in preseason. But Dallas Homer just the, did not. the return man. Uh, DJ Dallas, yeah, he yeah, played, he played on, yeah, special on special teams. He made he made a couple of tackles. I saw on special teams, so I think that's just what his role is. That's fine. Um, he lit like, a guy up on special teams. Yeah, that's yeah, fucking pop, dude. But he's yeah. he's a new Matthew Slater. Like he'll be in the right. league for eighteen years because oh, no, he be can do that. Brandon Bolden. I mean, Brandon Bolden. Yeah, but Almost Travis Homer cannot pass pro to save his life. So if Kenneth Walker gets out there and even blocks one guy, then he's in. He's got the role. I did hear one comment that they said that Kenneth Walker's got pass blocking down. So. um I mean, we'll see. I, I think I'd be hesitant to play him in any redraft format because you probably have a better choice. Uh, if you're in Dynasty like me, you might have to be forced to play him. But um, I think I would wait a week, uh, even if he is active. Yeah, if you can, it's fine. It's one of those. Like, he goes up for 15 points on your bench. It's like, all right. Yeah, yeah now next you know. week is fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, couple yeah. signings. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Latavius signs with the Saints practice squad, you know, a guy that's been there before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlon Mack signs with the Niners practice squad. I know they, um, was it seven or nine running backs? They brought in yeah. seven running backs, seven running backs. And then I think Dowser, you said that, and like a minute later, it's like, oh, they didn't just sign Marlon Mack. That, yeah, that was fast. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I was gonna say about Lat Murray, I mean, I saw the Alvin Kamara Q tag pop up today, so the Lat Murray signing is a cause for concern. I, I mean, maybe I, I think I think that they've just been after a running back for a while now. Yeah. They have been trying to work some well, out for a while. David Johnson in the offseason was yeah. there for a bit. And uh, why not get a guy that's been there? there exactly. Knows the offense, and, right. He's had success there, too. And I don't know. I think Lat Murray hadn't done anything since being cut by Baltimore. So it's it could have been a money thing. They could have been trying to work on a money thing with him. And then week one came and went and the agent said, just sign whatever you can. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's a good deal for everyone all around. I wouldn't be so concerned about Kamara's injuries. Um, maybe it is that maybe well, they've been told. I, I think it's more um, Mark Ingram is banged up, too. Okay. Yeah. So that, okay. that, that that's that's probably why more than the Kamara thing, but that's true. I know we don't do kickers on this podcast, but Rodrigo Blankership <laughs> is yeah. already way by the Colts, and this is one of the best. I don't know the best, but coolest kickers. I know in like fantasy drafts is always one of the top top tier kickers, if you will, being drafted. I think it was pretty cold to cut him. Right I think away. it was wicked cold. I mean the the whole league. I've never seen a worse kicking um, right. day in my day i would think my entire life this guy should have a job more than fat he fat boy bullock he (laughs) cleared waivers which it's not crazy he's a kicker um but i just it's just funny how all the kickers that that missed the field goals this weekend he was probably the best kicker out of all of them and he got cut right away yeah and he missed i mean he missed a 40 plus yard it's not a chip shot we saw some guys missing 30s like so i mean Raw deal, but that's the world you choose to live in as a kicker. That's true. Um, I don't have that much sympathy for you. You want to stay on a team, hit the kick. Uh, I mean, he cost the Colts a game. He cost a lot of people their survivor pools. I know the one we're in, we had 70-something teams. Uh, now, is that pool one and done now? Yeah, one and done, no buybacks uh, this year. So Did you have we, them? No, I took the Ravens, thankfully. Oh, thank so, God. 200 and you know what's funny? I would have taken teams. Denver. I would have taken Denver. Yeah, I exactly. bet Denver a lot of people was a huge Denver. one. 
Yep. 288 teams or 288 entries. We're down to 114 after week one. <laughs> That's nuts. So it's, it sounds like a freaking uh, March Madness bracket. 28,800 mm-hmm. bucks to the winner. Winner take all. That's awesome. All right. Do IRS, right. shut off my podcast, please. This is, this is tax free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Venmo requests now you have to pour anything over 600. All, yeah, we did it all cash. Oh wow! <laughs> Just mail it. It's a lot of cash. Um, Don't mail cash. But, <laughs> I beat my guy with 10, 10 G's a pop. <laughs> That's funny. Um. All right. You know when to hold them. You know when to fold them. You got no when to hold them. No when to fold them. It is so much worse when it's not in person. Yeah, not, not in person. person. Or we, we should just. I might just just nix that out and put in the uh, actual. Yeah. That's oh, true. The audio. Do, yeah, do we have? Do we have it? I think. I think a soundboard is necessary now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, I can't sing. This is the time we have to do it because we have a lot of these ones we have to do, and we we suck at singing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Speak for yourself. Me and Corey are great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. No. No. You guys go right ahead again. <laughs> shut up. I'm just recording my rap album, man. I'm busy. I don't do. Yeah. All, All right. right. Hold uh, them or fold them. Yeah. First one, biggest one, of course, uh, Elijah Mitchell injured he's out for two months supposedly he's on the ir so of course if you have an ir spot this is not the segment for you for a guy like this he's on your ir that that's fine yeah if you don't and he's out six to eight weeks i'm cutting him i'm cutting him i think you have to even under i know craig mentioned even if he comes back at four I will I will cut him now. And if it starts looking like that, I will be the guy that adds him a week. 50 bucks. Soon. Well, yeah, you won't. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I swear to God, if it is four, you're not going to know about it until a day before it's the week game. four. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because and, and at that point, like you're not no one's going to have an advantage knowing if Eli Mitchell's coming back. Right. Um. So, yeah, that's that's where and if someone wants to pick that him sucks. up, let let them wait. Uh, having a guy on their bench. If you don't have an IR in your league, that means your bench is probably light. That means it's more competitive. Right. So let that guy have nobody getting points for four weeks. Yep. And you have Elijah. So this case, you pro- there's a strong case you probably lost this week because of it. You can't hold him and you know go one and four, two and four, and then he's all right. Now he's back. You want to just get hurt again like you can't afford to, to i mean if he was a, a top you know like a third round pick sure it's a different story but he wasn't so right. yep. yeah fold. and 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 let me tell you if you're the guy thinking well no i, I like him I, I did all my research on him i, I want to make sure i have my guy if he's one of your guys listen i've played this game and four weeks later i'm dropping him anyway so yeah. you've then wasted four weeks. Get it out of your system now. Get it out it of the way. It feels a lot better in two to three weeks. And I'm a Mitchell guy, and I got to cut him as much as I hate it, but bye-bye. This is redraft. I mean, 2022 may not be his year. 2023 might be. Yep. Um, Another one of my guys. This is a lot of my guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter Henry for the Patriots. Holden full. He had two receptions for, I think, 25 yards. I, I'll go first. I'm probably going to fold them, but the case that you want to hold them is like guys like Komet and Irv Smith and Alberto, they all didn't do anything either. So if you want to chalk all those guys up as you, you don't want to cut Cole Komet, you're not going to cut Hunter Henry. You're not going to cut Alberto. But for me, I'm picking up Gerald Everett and I'm cutting Hunter Henry. Yeah, if you're if you have Hunter Henry, you're talking about streaming tight ends all year. So you're cutting him for a better matchup. 
that, that's really it. And John Smith outscored him this week and outsnapped him. So you got two causes for concern. Um, oh, lack yeah. of production and production from somebody else. I will say I was pleasantly surprised watching John Smith. I think should um, at a certain point. Man. Yeah. At a certain point, I was thinking the same thing. Just get him the ball. Um, and, and that's why I'm, I'm folding Henry too. you. Like you said, uh, Corey, it's a streamable tight end. We don't have to get further than that. Um, so I, we'll go to the next group. Um, which there could be ups and downs on all of these. Um, but we have the rookie running backs that did not perform well. There were some that performed well, like, well, actually, no, Brees Hall didn't really perform well, but you're not dropping him. Damian right. Pierce is in this category. Tyler Algier is in this category. And James Cook. All of them, with the exception of Pierce, who had a little bit of work, Algier and Cook really didn't see the field. Algier was actually inactive. Right. And James had- Cook... Yeah, well, Elger had more points than James Cook because he had zero. <laughs> Without even stepping on Without the field. Even, that is a boss move right there. Rookie of the year <laughs> in my book. I will uh I'll quickly bottom line my my approach here. Algier is a cut. If he's not gonna dress, he's not on your team in redraft. That's it. James Cook is a cut. He fumbled one opportunity away, and Devin Singletary and Zach Moss both outtouched and outplayed him. Singletary actually looked good to me. So against the Rams of all people. So Cook's out for however long, not out playing but he's off my team for however long until he does something i'll be one week behind on him happily damian pierce stays on my roster he's a hold for me burkhead does not impress me nobody impressed me in that run game to be honest with you but burkhead didn't either so that job to me is still open if pierce comes out next week and has a better performance he still has value so pierce hold algier and cook fold so i'm gonna save more on pierce till later in my buy low sell high category i'm holding damian pierce i'm cutting Tyler Algier, even though to note, Damian Williams did not practice today and Kyron Williams, his other backup was just put on IR. Um, I think Algier dresses next week, but still not going to keep him on my team. And then also with James Cook, because Zach Moss apparently is the thing again. Yeah. And Cordero Patterson played fantastic in Atlanta. He does not look yeah. like he's letting the, uh, the white knuckle grip off of that role. So I don't think Algier has much to snag. Yep. I'll save my Pierce thing for Craig's. Uh, Pierce is a hold. Algiers a fold. Cook's a fold. Again, like Dow said, you can hold him if he was your guy. You, you, you liked him, but it's going to take weeks for him to get the trust back or whatever and beat out Moss, beat out Singletary. And it's not worth to hold a guy like that. Yep. Uh, Alan Robinson, I'm quick to say a hold. If he played 92% of snaps, I think. Yeah. So um, it's just a weird. Week one, game one, chalk it up as a loss, but he's a hold. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll go. Uh, uh, Alan Robinson, I would also say, is a hold. We did this. We said the same thing with Robert Woods last year. There was times that he did not perform well, but then did blow up. So it's just the way that the offense is going to work. Yeah, I would uh, tend to agree. Uh, minor exception, if your team is pretty deep, you got Alan Robinson pretty late. Uh, and you could have already dropped him for like a Julio Jones guy. I saw him out there in a couple of my leagues. If you could grab him, I might do that. If it's really bottom of your roster guy, I just doubt that A-Rob is a bottom of your roster guy. So mm-hmm. for me, he's a hold. I Like you said, Snapshare, what I predict to be his role. He's not playing the Bills defense every week. He should bounce back. Shoot. Um, Dak Prescott, this one's tough because he didn't get put on – IR. Um, if you did, it's an easy put on our our guy. But one quarterback league, 
I'm going to lean to fold him, especially with the players like Carson Wentz that look good, Jameis Winston that look good. He's a tough fold. If you can keep him, sure, but um, you might be in a spot where if you think he's out three to four weeks, you got to fold him. There's yeah. a chance that you have two quarterbacks anyway if you do have a league. I mean, there's there's plenty of people out there that have a backup quarterback, right? So in that scenario, if you're a guy that always runs with two quarterbacks on your roster anyway, I'm only going to hold him for the sake that they have not put him on IR and there's talks that they were really hopeful after the surgery to maybe have a lesser... That timeline was six to eight weeks. So if, if he can get in around week five, that's what I think they're trying to hope for. And if that's the case, Dak Prescott's too good at a premium position, I think, to twofold. If you're a one quarterback team, you're folding him right away. I'm getting someone else, letting Dak go somewhere else, and I'm streaming, streaming quarterback the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm cutting him instantly. Uh, it's... The end of the day, to me, it's the thumb on his throwing hand. So even if he comes back quick, we saw what happened to Russell Wilson last year with a thumb. Uh, I'm sorry, a middle finger on his throwing hand. That's not even a thumb, man. That's it's concerning. So I, I think if you rush him back, he has some issues with accuracy and ability to stay healthy the rest of the season. So with all that being said, I'm in a league, a 12 team league where a lot of kids hold two quarterbacks, even though it's a one quarterback league. You're looking at guys like Carson Wentz, Danny Jones, uh, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, Davis Mills, Mac Jones, all available. So I'm happy to cut Dak Prescott and his what you project at 25 to 30 points a game, sub him out for those guys, take 22-23, and not have a dead spot on my roster. All right. And next is the Patriots running backs. Um, Craig, you can start with that since I've started with the last couple of ones. Damian Harris uh, is fine. He's going to, you know, like we talked about earlier, he got actually some passing work, and and he did actually look good in the beginning part of the game. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson I'd be a little bit more weary on. Um, but again, we're talking about something that looked putrid week one. Um, I, I, we always the, – the Patriots always start slow. I'm not folding either one right now, but I am on high alert with Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, I'm in the same exact boat. Um, Harris looked better. Harris looked more explosive. Harris was ripping off good chunks of yardage. He's a hold, um, even though they both didn't produce. Stevenson is more concerning, though he did have more yards after contact. Seemed like the plays that he was getting just weren't as favorable to uh, him ripping off yardage. So I'm not fully blaming him. I'm kind of blaming the game script, the offense as a whole. But eventually blaming the offense as a whole still includes Ramondre Stevenson. So if he's not producing, you have to cut him quickly. And I'd say one, maybe just one more week, sub five points. He's off the team. Yeah, that's fair. Um, agree with all your points is they're both hold. Um, and again, time Montgomery is on the IR. So if one of those guys can be the pass catching guy, that that's going to be better for them. They're tough starts this week anyways, but yeah, they're holds next one. Uh, we'll skip. That's Mike Davis. He's bye. Bye. You gone. You gone. You gone. You out of here. Uh, next one's Robert Woods. Um, Dow's want to take that one. Yeah, he's a hold for me. He's still really the wide receiver one in that offense. Uh, 71% snap count is probably leading the pack for the team, I would guess. I know Westbrook Akeen was in like the 60s, high 60s. So he led, he uh, led the team. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I would assume so. So 
I'm still leaning Robert Woods. They figure out the connection, him and Tannehill, not a big deal. Just one game uh, happens to receivers from time to time with a bum, bum performance. So nothing to panic about with Woods. He's a hold. There is a major fantasy podcast telling you to fold Robert Woods. That is the fantasy footballers. I heard it and I couldn't believe it. Um, he had two targets and 13 yards on one reception. So yeah, it's a little alarming. Um, but we talk about people having bad days all the time, regardless of the fact that it didn't happen in week eight and it's happened in week one. Like that's where some people just overreact on week one. And I, like I said, I was very surprised by their take. I would say if you're getting told to, to drop Robert Woods or if Robert Woods is getting dropped in your league, he's an immediate pickup. And I, I, I think you cannot overreact this harsh on a wide receiver one where everyone else has struggled in that receiving room. They've That's had a wide good way to look at before. it too. Um, to say, if you were to cut him off of your team, would you, would somebody else, or would you, if he, if he got dropped in your league, would you go pick him up immediately? Absolutely. So yeah. look at any, like think, do that thought process for anybody that you're thinking about cutting. If somebody else dropped him, would I go grab him or stash him on my bench? Are you kidding me? This yeah, guy, this guy's too good with the upside. Yeah, right. he's a hold too. And um, also, like your guys are talking about, like if you're going to cut him, who you're going to cut him for? Right. Look at your waivers that happened yesterday or two days ago. Whenever your waivers happen, see who play who people dropped. That's people don't look at who was dropped on rosters. They always see like oh. You know, Jeff Wilson got picked up. Damn, I missed him. Hiller, Hiller got picked up. Duvernay got picked up. Look who the, who got dropped for them. Robert Woods could be there, or guys like Allen Robinson could be there, or Patriots running back could be there. Pick those guys up right away, because week one's always the time where people just overreact, drop that guy, especially guys that aren't like us, like that know what Robert Woods can bring to the table. People that just started playing fantasy might be, all right, this guy sucked this week, bye. It's, it's an easy cut for a lot of people. So yeah, uh, keep an eye, keep an eye out on that. Um, Cameron Akers didn't. Well, no, he, he <laughs> might as well have been a healthy scratch. Uh, he did play last week, but he is still a hold for me. Um, all reports said that he was in the doghouse. McVay wants to speak, have him prove it, but I mean, Daryl Henderson caught a lot of balls, but didn't really impress too much in the running game, but. Akers is a hold. He's not a start for me, but it is concerning. I don't have any shares of Cam Akers, so I don't remember what his draft position was, but nobody's dropping Cam Akers right now, and you're less of a psychopath, I think, yep. because you've drafted him so high and you need to see more. Um, theor- like Historically, you, c- you can see that, that the uh, Rams like to use one running back, and if they chose Henderson that week, that's what they were doing. You know, if, if Cam Akers does eventually find his way out of the doghouse, if that is truly the case, then he's going to get his share at some point. I, I I don't even know. I don't know how long I want to write it out for. I think I think by week three or four is when I'm going to start to really consider it. But if he's getting zero um, for the first couple of weeks, I, I still wouldn't be like that scared. Um. And drop him. I don't know. I mean, I don't think this is a Zach Moss situation. This is an entirely situa- different situation from from last year. Yeah, he's 100% a hold for me. Um, he won't be a cut candidate even 
if he doesn't play six straight weeks for me because uh, the second that Daryl Henderson picks up an inju- injury, yeah. he's your handcuff. <laughs> yeah. So I don't cut elite handcuffs. It'd be the same as Alexander Madison being on this list. It's I, I won't cut him. So um, no matter how you slice it, he's the second guy there. Maybe he becomes the first. That's your hope. But he's not leaving my roster. That's a really to. fair point, too. He's he's a really good handcuff. If yeah. that if that if it turns out that your fifth round pick ends up being that, I mean that does suck. Right. But if <laughs> but if you drop him and then he explodes, then then you're really gonna Shame. hate, yeah. hate Shame yourself. On you. the, the easier thing to say is take Cam Akers right now and sell him to the Daryl Henderson owner immediately for as much as you can. Say, hey, here's your handcuff. I'm gonna sell him. Then erase the headache from your life. I tried again, I tried to sell Daryl Henderson to Brickley today. I'm gonna keep trying. Because he has Cam <laughs> Akers. I was like, hey, you want the starting running back in LA? Here you go. I just want Michael Thomas back. <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to work. Um, And the, the last one here, Herb Smith. We probably could have just put this with the, the Hunter Henry part, but Herb Smith is the same with him. He's, he's a fold. He's almost not even streamable in the sense that he got out snapped by Johnny Munt, uh, 65% to 32%. He Johnny almost got out snapped by Ellison. Ben Ellison is a blocking tight end, played 28% of snaps. So you say Johnny Munt with an M? M M U N D T. Munt. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm yeah, going mean, to root for that guy all first, season. They, I mean, last year it's Conklin. Now it's like they, they produce some good name players. Great name. Just yeah, not uh, Irv Smith is boring. Speaking of while we're, while we're talking, um, Conklin, Uzoma did nothing, absolutely nothing, while Conklin had a fairly decent day. So. If you're wondering who is going to come out of the, the Jets tight end uh, debacle after two big signings, it's Conklin. Yeah, Craig, cut for Smith, I assume. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah did I not say that? <laughs> if I didn't say anything, then... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I didn't. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry. You're, you're, you're cutting. All right, so that's our Holden Fogelm. Love that section. Next section, next segment, sorry. Uh, buy low, sell high. Craig, take it off. We'll do the... Lows first and then sell high next. All right. So I've been hinting at it this whole time. Damian Pierce is my buy low. And I even didn't get a chance to draft him in um, the draft season because his hype was so immensely high. Um, But now we have these people that are probably like, oh, shit, maybe I did buy him too high. Maybe I bought into the rookie hype. And I don't think this is so much a rookie hype by low. It's I watched the game and he started and took the first five handoffs. So he did get, you know, maybe four or five yards chunks here and there. It wasn't massive. And he did, he did have uh, a little bit of a, a, a stall in the backfield once or twice. I think this was a hot hand thing. And I think Rex Burkhead, what happened was, is he started to look better on the first couple of his snaps. And some offensive coaches like to do this, where if one they feel is hotter, they're going to ride that guy. So I don't know if this is so much that Damian Pierce is is not going to get the work and that Rex Burkhead has the backfield, even though it was a 70% to 30% snap share. I think a lot of it had to do with hot hand. And later on, I did see Damian Pierce even come in any time that he was on the field. He did get the snap and did get the rush. So they were using him. It was not that they were not using him. The alarming number was 70 to 30 snap share. But the real game tape showed him start 
like we all thought that he was going to. It was a rough day for both for the Colts and for Houston on, on the ground. Uh, well, not, not the Colts on the ground, but it was a rough day uh, for Houston on the ground in total. So I think you just have to the to really take a step back. And if you didn't get a chance to watch the game, um, you would think you'd be alarmed. Um, so right now, I think Damian Pierce is viable. And in the future, like if it's next week and he blows up for 22 fantasy points, well, those those rookie uh, uh, truthers or the the hype train truthers are never going to get rid of him, never going to trade him. All right. All right. I, I mean, damn, damn good points all across the board. So uh, I'm just going to hop right into my buy low. I got DJ Moore, Carolina Panthers wide receiver. Uh, I don't know how low you can buy him, which is kind of gives me some hesitation to even make him my buy low because somebody's going to say, you can't buy him low. And I'm going to say, well, yeah, maybe you're right. But six and a half points, 100% snap share. So he was on the field for every offensive snap. He had six targets, three catches, 43 yards, and he ran the ball once for seven yards. If he's going to play that gadgety run the ball slot route role, his upside is massive with this Baker Mayfield-led offense. Now, the entire offense didn't look great. That's you can't argue that at all. But I was saying earlier before we started the podcast, if DJ Moore can find himself in a Jarvis Landry type role as it relates to Baker Mayfield in his previous offenses with the Browns, I'll be so happy with that. Like I'll be smiling ear to ear. And I've been hot on DJ Moore. I think I've said he's one of the guys I can I think can sneak his way into a top 12 wide receiver this year. I still think he can do that. He's got to get on the same page with Baker. But if you can grab him from somebody who's feeling down on him about six and a half points especially with where they drafted him and what they expected him to do in, in their team. I mean, you go, you go and do that right now. And even I think this applies beyond redraft, even to dynasty for a guy who's 25 years old, he's a guy who I would spend up on massively to, to get my hooks into, because I think, I think his talent's that good. His consistency is almost there year over year. And that's another reason the 6.5 points in week one doesn't scare me because he consistently produces in offenses led by, quarterbacks that are inferior to Baker Mayfield, no matter how much you dislike Baker, this is probably one of the better pure throwing quarterbacks that DJ Moore has ever played with. So all that being said, buy him up overspend for him. If you have to, I, I don't think you can go too wrong trying to add DJ Moore to your team. Yeah. I mean, in our dynasty league, um, Derek owns him. I mean, Tyler owns him in our league uh, <laughs> yeah you're not getting him and 100 of snaps played he didn't miss a down right um and my buy low is kind of the same kind of thing it is cd lamb 97 snap chair 11 targets only two receptions and you're not going to buy him low if dex healthy you're about now dex injured you cooper rush throwing the guy the ball and there's a ton of buy cd lamb low it, it's this week it's not going to be for, you know, Daryl Henderson for him or something like that, but it could be Cordero Patterson for him or Cordero Patterson and a piece for him. Sure. Like there's leagues out there. I'm sure that's probably a, a realistic trade. So if I can get Lamb this cheap off of a horrific start, I'm going to because he's just that talented. It's not going to matter who the quarterback is. He's going to get his. I mean, it's better if it's stack, of course, but he's that good of a player that. Cooper rushing him can make it work for the time being. Exactly. You want to take your, uh, fair. you want to take your sell high right now, Scar? Or do you want to go? Yeah, sure. It? I'll do it. Uh, Antonio Gibson, because he's my bust. All right, go on. 
No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, I, I, I've, I was going to make it my set last week. I'm like, oh, there's no, no way I can. He's going to get all the, sh- the, the work. He looked good. He didn't get a touchdown. He still got 16 fantasy points. The only thing is Brian Robinson is already doing drills in practice or, or not drills in practice. He can't, he's an IR. He he's, I don't know. Is it running on the sideline or what, whatever they can do yeah. when they're still individual on, on drills IR. off yeah. to the side. He's already doing that. So the chance that he's going to come back week five is very, very strong. So, I mean, maybe you wait one more week for him to, you know, do well again, then sell him. But I think after week two, you're going to hear Brian Robinson's coming back week five for certain. Right now, we don't know that unless you read very deep into it like we do. So if people think Gibson's the guy going forward all year long, do it now. If you feel like you can wait a week because he can, he's got a good matchup again this week, then wait. But sell him sooner than later because Robinson's right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. done. I thought you were making another point. Sorry. Dropping the mic. <laughs> mic drop in the middle. I'm, there we go. I'm moving no, I'm on, sir. It's your turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, my sell high is Michael Carter. Now, cars do not come to me with your offers for Michael Carter. I'm not. This is Dynasty. That's different. Redraft Michael Carter. Let's have a conversation because he just put up 13 and a half points in a game where he only had a 60% snap share. So you're thinking, oh, Brees Hall had 40%. Somehow Brees Hall had a 45% snap share. But that math aside, they probably just had two running backs on the field. Michael Carter outplayed Brees Hall in, in game one, you know, through one week against Baltimore, tough matchup. This week they draw Cleveland. I don't know that they continue to have good games consistently or that Michael Carter continues to have a good uh, game against more elite defenses. So I'd like to sell him sooner rather than later to a running back needy team. Maybe go find the Cam Akers owner that has a hole in his uh, – probably slot spot or even his starting running back position. That's the type of matchup you're looking for is, hey, Michael Carter was on the field 60% of downs. He saw nine targets, seven catches. He ran the ball 10 times for 60 yards, 13 and a half points. Again, if he grabs a touchdown, that's a 19-point week, 19 and a half point week. So you can't really ask for much more out of a very close to even split backfield out of New York or out of the Jets. So this is probably about as good as he does all year. If you see him get up to 15 points, I think you'd be very happy. But I think the more realistic world world has him around like eight to 10 consistently. So it's not a huge gap, but it's enough to eke a little bit more value out of him, making him a sell high this week versus a sell at standard value. You sell him as an RB2 instead of a flex that he is. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Thousand percent. Million percent. You know what you don't sell? 52% snap share. <laughs> That's what Devin Duvernay had this past week. He also had 50% of his catches as a touchdown. So <laughs> there's there's not many times that you're going to see uh, this kind of production and and think to yourself, oh, this guy's great. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to go buy this guy. No, you sell the guy. Um, so 60% of people actually own Devin Duvernay, which is something that I was surprised by when I first read that. Um, 30% were added uh, in the past day because of waivers. And it's difficult to try and sell a guy after you just picked him up because people know what you're doing. But if you are one of the teams that did have him prior, which is the 30% of you, um, I, I, I would try and try and get rid of him. Uh, I, there's no way, there's no better way to capitalize off of a guy that's technically the second 
no third option in the Ravens offense. Um, the third option in the Ravens offense has never done anything. Look at Rashard Bateman's last season. Um, and here we are now with a guy that's, that's popped off week one. You could, you could sell him, tell people that he's the next Marquise Brown for this team. It's not true. It's not going to happen. They don't want to do that. They added a, a lot of these running backs uh, when JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards couldn't suit up because that's what they want to do. They want to run the ball. They have Lamar Jackson. It's 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 simple as that. This team doesn't throw the ball, and they just happen to get lucky with two touchdowns on four receptions. Um, so you you go ahead and you sell that guy. I, I heard I heard a guy uh, go go check out the TikTok uh, say that he's the next OBJ. So if there are people out there that think that, go that, ahead and sell it to him. That was the best reaction because at that point you kind of like you're <laughs> I think you're like. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm done. I, some of it was okay, but I was like, yeah, nah, nah. Now, no, now, now, now you're just tough. ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so if you, if you can sell them like an OBJ, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're going to. I don't think it's the next thing. He's had three years to prove it, but yeah. You know, you know who did not play like OBJ, a good OBJ? CD Lamb. Oh. <laughs> and the whole Dallas Cowboys offense. Dak Prescott. Oh, the segment. Yeah, Just quit playing games <laughs> with my heart. <laughs> Stop playing with my emotions. Dallas Cowboys. I had so many, so much high hopes for you. I bought into Tony Pollard. I bought into Michael Gallup. I bought into CD Lamb. I bought into everything. It's the Dallas Cowboys. It's America's team. You sucked. You absolutely <laughs> sucked. Uh, Tampa Bay could do whatever the heck they wanted to you. I mean, sure. Parsons was great on defense, but as a whole, Dallas couldn't do anything on offense. Tampa just controlled them the entire time. Zeke looked fantastic, which is, which is fine. Um, you know, that's the one bright spot. Like Zeke looked like Zeke and he has that new visor. He looks kind of cool, but uh, Dak didn't look good. CD was, was trying to drop everything. It would just seemed like CD didn't care um it, it looked like uh you know noah brown was the one wide receiver that was was actually playing at an nfl level uh the the whole thing looked uh, anemic or, or i don't know what you want to call it, but mccarthy man i just don't i just don't think mccarthy's a good coach anymore i think he lost a locker room a long time ago it just looked like the team came out flat yeah there was something off i mean from day one but again tampa's defense is is that good we've seen that for a while now so that's true it but could still, I mean, stuck. you you saw it last year too like they played week one and it was a freaking shootout it was great we, we we thought that would happen but i mean see what happens when you lose one of the best linemen in the nfl dallas yeah. has always started off fantastic there was a year that dak prescott was about to like, throw for like 70, yeah I was, you know, I was gonna say though todd bowles is just a fantastic defensive mind i mean mm-hmm. he, him at the him at the helm of Tampa is a, a big turning point. I mean, not a turning point, but it's it's a big piece for him to be fully in charge of defensive personnel, doing what he hey, wants. Hey, yeah. this is my quick play with my emotions. Mm-hmm. This is about Dallas Cowboys sucking. This has nothing to do with <laughs> their matchup. True. Being no, good. we're trying Sorry. to get it, get it happier. Dallas. This is this is where we get yelled. Get pissed off. Take your uh, g-string pullers. Yeah, my guy is just one guy. I didn't choose a team. I went Devontae Smith from the Philadelphia Eagles. I could expand it to the whole team, I suppose, but I want to keep it just on him. This is a guy that you drafted to be your probably wide receiver two on your team and the wide receiver two on the Eagles. He probably still is, but he didn't catch a single ball. And 
you'd be like, oh, well, maybe like the Eagles just had a down game. No, AJ Brown had like 8 million yards and like 45 catches. So it's not like the, the team was struggling. It's not like the offense was struggling. It's not like they weren't moving the ball up and down the field. It's not like they didn't score 30 plus points. Devontae Smith just wasn't there. Every running back scored a touchdown, and so did Hertz on the ground. There was touchdowns to be had, and Smith wasn't yeah. a part of one of them. And he wasn't even part of moving the ball down the field. He's out there. I've been using this phrase a lot. He's just out there running track. And it's like, what happened? Last year, you were the guy. And I know they brought in a new the guy in A.J. Brown, but like you at some point need to contribute on this offense. And, and from what we expected out of him, I mean, this is a big playing games with my emotions because – I drafted him specifically on one team to be my wide receiver too. I drafted running backs early and I have him and Mike Williams as my two wide receivers. So I knocked 2.1 points out of two wide receivers and barely eked out a win. Like that stuff sucks. So I need you to, to, to sack up Devonte, get back to your form last year. I'm not asking for a ton. I just need 10 to 12 points a week and, and we'll be all right. You won't end up back in the segment. And I know, this is a big word around a lot of NFL locker rooms. They don't want to end up playing with their G strings. So (laughs) every time I change it to a different thing, (laughs) Um, my emotional polar player of the heart um, Patriots as a whole offense, as a whole team, I won't get too into it because we talked about the Patriots a lot with the Hunter Henry and the Damon Harris and Stevenson, but they came out okay in the first couple of drives, but then just what it was a tie game at halftime, or is it they're up to, down by three, or is it like 10 10? After that, Miami just steamrolled them. They looked like the better team. Patriots looked like they didn't care. Nelson Aguilar is getting targets now. Myers getting targets. The only thing I like about the offense. Kendrick Bourne playing two snaps, and one snap he's getting a 46 yard bomb caught by Mac Jones and then he's off the, off the field for the entire rest of the game. It's just so much going on there and it's not working. What is the OC? Who is the OC? It's it's Matt Patricia. I know. I don't get it. And it doesn't make any Kendrick, sense. Kendrick Bourne is apparently in his doghouse, which which is which is totally <laughs> I agree with you. He's makes no <laughs> fucking sense that you yeah. have Matt Patricia having any sort of say in whose doghouse is right. anything Matt Patricia shouldn't even own a dog too. That's exactly he should and, not own yeah. a dog. An offensive player that Mac Jones keeps on saying, "Hey, I want this guy to play in the field with me because we have a very good connection." And the one time he does, all right, when tosses it up forty-six yards, and he's going to get it. All right, he's out for the game. Yeah, and like I read that he missed a meeting. It's like okay, you setting some sort of arbitrary precedent about attendance to meetings is not worth losing games to divisional opponents. I'm sorry, it's not. You know, you you have every right to make these sorts of philosophical points and stands and these existential comments when your team is going 14 and 2 every year. We are not that team. We are not Tom Brady's Patriots anymore. We are honestly the laughing stock of the AFC East if it weren't for the Jets. Thank God they still exist. So <laughs> you don't get to be Matt Patricia making people run laps and up downs at practice because you went over to Detroit and you lost every single game you were ever there for. You are coasting on the coattails of Bill Belichick. And if Belichick is knocking this decree down, it's a little bit different, but everything I heard is just Patricia and Patricia's ego. And where the fuck does his ego come from? Oh, hell. 
It, 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 it comes from Arby's. Well. It comes that from guy his, looks like yeah, he it smells like gut. an Arby's bag. Yeah. No, it comes with the cold cuts pouring out of his freaking like gullet yeah, right here. This is he like looks he looks really old. really well suited to work in a junkyard. Yes, he would be a fantastic <laughs> tow truck driver. Yeah. He, he probably smells like it too. <laughs> yeah, great. Oh, oh he has McDonald's cheeseburger wrappers in his pocket. Oh my god! I bet you get into his passenger seat and it's like climbing. Oh, the- he's got a windshield full of it. <laughs> that used to be Steve Burke in college, Taco Bell, <laughs> McDonald's. But you know, I've UPS seen him eat. I'm shocked he's not eight million pounds. Burke, he's just—he's got a metabolism on him. I love how we're going to end the podcast with our friends at Metabolism. <laughs> I'll end it like but, this though. Did you know that Matt Patricia is five foot six? Oh, even funnier. He's like a hobbit. He's literally—he sounds like one. He looks like one. Yeah, he smells, smells like, like one. one. <laughs> <laughs> he smells like one too. We should staple that pencil to his head. No, he he, he, he is the Hamburglar. <laughs> uh, fucking yeah. a. Fuck Matt Patricia. I I'm like, the Patriots sucked this this game. I was going to mention to Scotty at halftime. We were down seventeen nothing. Yeah, I was. You said ten ten. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was the Texas versus Alabama game because we were not that close ever. Yeah, we were getting Ooh, our I shit we kicked close. in. Oh, we oh, dude. We, That's where it should we, have been. We, was yeah, bad. We we looked like what Matt Patricia looks like. <laughs> That's how I looked Sunday coming back from the wedding. Just <laughs> like, oh my god, the Patriots great, and then I'm like, oh, we're losing. I'm just gonna melt into my couch and die. My, my hangover's way worse now. <laughs> I was like, somebody find me a there's no app. there's no pencil in my ear. It's just a constant <laughs> cigarette that I found. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good uh, play with your emotions because that's week one. And another way you can look at it with playing your, with your emotions is we waited all off season, felt so long with no football and you come back at, so right. happy. And in the one o'clock window, just get your soul snatched out of your body. Yep. And then uh, the rest of the day you had to watch your fantasy teams burn. Right. It's just downhill from there. One Oh five hits and it was downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, seven hours of commercial free football. Like seven God hours. God damn it. Six hours and 55 minutes of crying. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that can probably wrap it up right there. Um, we've got our next pod will come out shortly, but we've got a bunch of articles in between now and then. Craig, you're working on the fantasy football update, uh, injury update tracker. So that'll be a huge article for everybody on Friday to keep it's a lot of injuries. In one spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got this, more tips this one's and tricks gonna be coming this harder. week. I'll probably drop that tomorrow. Something like that. I got a pretty slow. What the f- the five it. tips? Yeah, I just I don't even even know how many they're going to be. Just a handful of tips for the, the next in- install on that. I think I'm overdue on that already. So, um, Tom's got his zero RB thing allegedly coming. I think he's working on that tonight. So we'll probably have that tomorrow, the next day. Um, trade block, trade block, big board is probably one of the easier ones that I can do. Yeah, trade block league board. I mean, it's it's early in the year for that too. So right. I mean, don't don't mm-hmm. drive yourself nuts, but uh, definitely you know start putting it together because that's definitely going to be a big one shortly for all all the folks at home listening. Scott is probably going to start up or continue his uh, Sunday article where he gives you the guys to pick up now or Saturday. Yeah, I'll do, I'll, yeah, I'll do a Saturday. Guys to pick up before you go yeah. on the waivers to get them. 
Listen, yeah. we're becoming like full on creators content. And man. we're on TikTok. TikTok. Have tic- yeah. oh, you seen t- us do TikToks on TikTok? You're a tech, tic- he's a tactician on, t- on TikTok. <laughs> say that five times fast without stuttering. <laughs> I was going to say, it had to have been so hard for you to say. I'm, I'm surprised I got through it. I didn't get through it like that well, but it was pretty good. I'm Dale Dimonum, owner, owner of the Dibs Dale Dimonum. <laughs> stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shell Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.